listening to First Church Charlotte. Greetings, everyone. My name is Nathan. Thank you for joining with us for a little while. This is First Church Charlotte's Bible study through the week. We have provided notes for those of you who want to go deeper, additional study. More importantly, we have provided notes for you to teach your children. You, yes, you sit your children down and teach them this week. If we do not do this, we are failing at our Christian duty. Doesn't matter how long you've been religious. Doesn't matter how holy you think you are. If you are not teaching your children, you are failing in your Christian duty. God chose Abraham because he knew he would teach his children. Let's teach our children. The notes are available. Firstchurchclt.com. You'll see the links there to the notes for children. We are on lesson three of how God builds a people. We are using the book by David F. Gray, the banner above, how Israel's flag reveals God. And so let's get started. Uh, Last week, I showed you how the whole world Even the Jews were surprised when at the unveiling of the Israeli flag at the United Nations, it was not the menorah that was on the flag. The menorah, the seven-armed golden candlestick, the oldest symbol of the faith of Abraham, uh, the Mosaic law given, the oldest symbol. It wasn't that. It was the shield or star of David. This central figure placed on Israel's flag. The flag looks like a prayer shawl. On it is the shield of David, prophetically worded in the scripture that of his kingdom there shall be no end. The kingdom of David would endure. Tied from Old Testament to New Testament is this promise that is fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Above the uh, nations of the world flies this testimony of Israel's flag, and on it is this shield of David known as the Magan David. And this, as I mentioned, is God giving a testimony of himself. Now remember that menorah, which is that sacred seven-armed, seven-branched candlestick, um, it is deeply, deeply embedded in the law as given to Moses by God. I'm going to uh, reference the concise dictionary of Judaism that declares, quote, the menorah is a symbol of Judaism older than the temple itself, end quote. Uh, The instructions on how to build it were specifically intentionally given to Uh, to Moses. And it was not an accident that it was made the way it was made. It was intentional. Let me read Exodus chapter number 25, verse number 40. Uh, After their pattern. So God told Moses to make all things, quote, after their pattern, which was shown thee in the mount. Further, we were told, Numbers chapter number eight, uh, verse number four, and this work of the candlestick was of beaten gold. Under the shaft thereof, under the flowers thereof, was beaten work according unto the pattern. Do you see? According unto the pattern which the Lord had showed Moses, so he made the candlestick. It wasn't just the temple that was made according to divine order. It was the very furniture, the sacred pieces of that uh, tabernacle that was that that was made according to God's God's order. Order. This is as the concise dictionary of 
of Judaism teaches us, this is a symbol older than Judaism, but when the flag flies as a testimony to the nation, nations, it's not the menorah, it is the Magan David, the shield of David. What's the origin of this shield? If it's not as old as the menorah, what is the origin of it? Um, archaeologists digging in the ancient biblical city of Sidon excavated a design in the short, in the shape of this uh, this same star. Uh, this information is uh, in the book, Flags of All Nations and the People Who Live Under under Them. And like the menorah and other sacred objects in the tabernacle and the temple, once it was taken from a tent into a permanent structure, um, it uh, had this this symbolic value to the house of Israel. And the shield of David is consisting of two triangles, one points up and one points down. That is how you get a six-pointed star. You take two three-pointed triangles. You point one up and you point one down. This is the living embodiment of the house of David, the one who taught us how to worship, the one who illustrated for us how New Testament worship would be done. Um, this covenantial symbol uh, where the worshiper is heavenward and the, uh, the, the one who is worshiped is earthward. In other words, my eyes are fixed on thee. There's no one else like you. Fairest of 10,000 to my soul. That's why I love that, that Old Testament phrase of that I am yours and you are mine. The one of the star, uh, triangles points up and one points, points down. And so this symbol, it becomes a symbolic ornament of Judaism for many, many centuries. It was found in a Capernaum synagogue in the third century and on a Jewish tombstone in southern um, Italy as far back as the third uh, century of the common era. Uh, and so that's how it became known as a symbol of Judaism. But for Christians, it is the stamp upon which Jesus himself is identified by the person needing a miracle. And so again and again in the scriptures, you'll find people coming to Jesus and they cry this request, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. We should never get beyond crying out for God's favor, God's cleansing, God's healing upon us. We should teach that to our children. Uh, in our Bible study notes for our children, we actually do this with our children. It might be good for all of us to do. When you, when you arrive at the greatest fear in your life, don't live with that fear. Lift your eyes heavenward and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. When you face the greatest shame in your life, the, the things, the mistakes, the errors that bring the most shame, don't live with that. Turn to the Lord. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Worship is not complete with a God in the heavens. And worship is not complete with a zealous heart on earth. There must be a God who cares and there must be a people who will worship. Do you see? I am yours. You are mine. Divine covenant, spiritual commitment, spiritual covenant. This six-pointed star, I'm reading from church symbolism in the evangelical church. This six-pointed star known as the star of David is also called the star of creation. The reason why they do this is because they reference uh, Genesis 1, 31. This 
and I'm still reading from the book, this star is sometimes employed as an emblem of God, the six points referring to his attributes, wisdom, power, majesty, love, mercy, and justice. Do you see? This symbol is the six points of God, of wisdom, power, majesty, love, mercy, and justice. In history, there is a, uh, there is from the 12th century, uh, 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 thoughts within the religious time uh, that it was said that the on this shield of David is 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 in, carved the holy name of seventy two names. That's part of church tradition. The holy name of seventy two names is engraved upon this protective shield. This is so important for us to see because in this son of David that we need mercy from in this one who sits upon the throne of David in Jesus Christ is all the completeness of God, all the names of God, all the attributes of God, all the glory of God is summed up in this name, Jesus, which means Jehovah, the one who has created the ultimate, the only one who is good. He has chosen to save us. How? Through Jesus. Why? Because he loved us. And so in this star of David, this symbol of the everlasting kingdom of David, signified, illustrated by Jesus, the son of David, uh, living, walking, and ultimately dying for us and coming out of the tomb. Uh, he is the living embodiment of all the attributes of God, all the glory of God. That is why we celebrate everything in the name of Jesus. That's why all power principalities, you get the idea, are subject to the name of Jesus because it is all about Jesus. Let me read from the uh, Judaic heritage by Rabbi Brosh. Uh, this is about the Magan David. God was praised as the shield of David in one of the benedictions, which on every Sabbath, and Holy Day conclude the second lesson, the reading of the prophetic portion. It is not beyond the range of possibility that the shield of David owes its existence to a spiritual battle and was created in the 6th century BC during the Babylonian exile in opposition to the Zoroastrian uh, philosophies, the Zoroastrian religion, which would have had so many, so much influence at that time. Why does that matter? In uh, Zoroastrianism, there is dual dualism. There is two gods, not one. And there is one for good and one for, for evil. And these two powers rule the universe according to these this, this Zoroaster, Zoroastrian philosophy. Cosmologically, they are expressed by light and darkness, but the people of God raise their voice against this idea that there are two gods. They raise their voice against this. And this is how the Magan David is celebrated as a sign of victory in this spiritual battle. God is not um, split into two opposites. God is not good and evil. There are not two deities locked in eternal conflict. Speaking philosophically of the human heart, this is easy to be to see. It's easy to see how that would be an appealing philosophy because we all of us know that we have potential for good in us and potential for evil in us. And we know that's the battle we fight upon. But the word of speaks and says, no, there's nothing evil in God. There's not two gods. Uh, 
one good and one evil. Let me read. Jewish prophecy raised its voice against the dangerous new doctrine of this Zoroastrianism to the forceful voice of prophetic protest was added an even more powerful symbol, the Magan David. There's not this plethora of deities. There's only one God. There's only one who can save. There's only one who can heal. There's only one who can deliver. And so now when the flag flies as a testimony to the nations, do you see, it's not proclaiming the law of Moses, the old covenant, this way in which an ancient people ordered themselves against the times and against the character of the people they lived among. No, this is about Jesus. This is why as Christians, we learn from the Old Testament but our doctrine is in Jesus. We learn from the stories of Old Testament writers, prophets, poets, priests, etc. But we celebrate Jesus. Ye are complete in him. And so, although the menorah is the oldest symbol, the world was surprised when a testimony was flown and upon it was the Magan David, the sign of the son of David, the sign of the one from whom all good is available to, to the believer. And this flag testifies that Jesus is the one God of Israel, the one God of the Old Testament, who they blindly sought, and the one God of the New Testament, we who have been given the great gift of uh, the Gospels and the testimony, and yes, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. The one who they crucified is the one that they ignorantly worship. God planned for that symbol to fly above the nations in this hour. God prophesied that he would do it as a sign to all the nations that the throne of David had been established for forever. I want to remind you of this. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. Trouble will come. But Jesus says, the answer he has for you is bigger than all the troubles of your life. Your gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ so outweighs all the other troubles in your life that you're able to have a continuing hope that's not dependent upon your bank account, not dependent upon your personal health or even in the well-being of loved ones. This hope is based upon Jesus. He made a way for me, who was afar off from God, to draw near to God. And he so worked prophecy. He so integrated the movements of nations and peoples and geopolitics that a flag would fly of testimony that the throne of David has not just been established religiously, but he keeps his covenants and he brought back to the land promised the people of the Mosaic Covenant. That should fill your heart with hope. That should fill your spirit with uh, confidence, as it were. You should be able to believe and know and celebrate the power of the name of Jesus in your in your life. And so we will continue talking about this next week, but I want you so much to see how God has moved in the affairs of men. God has oriented all the knowns and unknowns, all the followers and the not followers, all the, 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 the people who sought the good and the people who didn't care. They just sought the self, which is the same thing as seeking evil. The seek yourself is the same as seek, seeking evil. And what is more, the, the service and the seeking of self is the author of evil. Uh, that's another Bible study, but that's how Lucifer became the devil. Anyway, we 
see God, in spite of which side of the spiritual divide you're on, he brings about his plan. That should come as great hope to all of you who have confusion in your life because God's gonna work his plan in you. Those of you who are living with fear, I wish it was only unbelievers who lived with fear, but oh Lord, that is not the case. And sometimes I'm afraid that the more religious we are, the more driven by fear we are. You should not live in fear. You should not think that God's barely making it. God's doing just fine. And he shows that how he threads through history, the testimony of his covenant. And that's what we see when we look at the flag of Israel. That's enough for tonight. Take the notes for your children. If you have children, sit down with them. The work's done. Teach your children. Pray with your children. Ask your children to pray for you. If you have children that like to sing, have some one of them sing a song uh, for you. Last week, uh, la uh, last week we had Ellery lead the whole family in the in, in a song, and it was the it was hilarious. It was over the top. That girl is a worshiper. Anyway, <laughs> love you. God bless you. Join us this Sunday, 9.15 or 11 a.m., two services for your convenience. Uh, we're going to exalt the name of the Lord. Good things are happening. We love you. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to First Church Charlotte. If this podcast has blessed you, please rate it with four or five stars. By doing so, you will help others find our free podcast and bless them. If you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, come worship with us at 4929 North Sharon Amity Road. For information about service times, church ministries, and so much more, visit us online at firstchurchclt.com. If you would like to help support our efforts, please text GIVE to 704-445-5353. We pray God's richest blessings to you. Come worship with us. Thank you.